Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The way we do business has changed. That's why at IP Telecom we developed IPT1, a cloud-based, all-in-one communication solution with unlimited calling and free video conferencing. IPT1 enables easy remote working. With soft phone apps, Microsoft Teams and CRM integrations, you can make and receive calls anywhere from any device. Add in a fixed monthly price and IPT1 is the perfect solution for your business. Talk to us today at iptelecom.ie. Y'all ever be in a relationship and for whatever reason, you start having a dream that you're about to cheat and then soon as it's about to happen, your significant other wake you up and you be like, fuck. Because <laughs> it's not really cheating. Is it cheating? I mean, it's like, it's a dream. So you can't control what you dream. So it's not a representation of you. People dream things that they don't think about in their daily walk of life every day. So it's not your fault you're having this dream. And you can't cheat in real life because that's just disgusting. So this is your moment. You're going to see if your significant other is worth all of the bullshit right now. <laughs> like, this is my moment <laughs> to figure it all out in a way where I'm not guilty. And you wake me up? That's selfish. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, if, you, if you're about to cheat in the dream, because women get mad at you for cheating in the dream. Women, women get mad at you for having a dream that you cheated. That's not even my dream. <laughs> That's your dream. I'm, that is, I have no control over what I do in your dreams. You should be mad at you. That's in your head. I'm just saying, is it fair to be mad at somebody for cheating in a dream? And is it even cheating in a dream? Can you get mad at the fact that the dream is singing about cheating and I like the song? These are just questions I have. Welcome to End the Moment. <laughs> There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first time, welcome to the funniest podcast you've never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell, your money back. Shout out to all my regular made it listeners. Out the slums. Yeah. Finally this is how I'm to feeling today, y'all. No this is the energy I'm on. I'm on vacation mode. I'm a little nice, y'all gonna have to forgive me today. And I've had the wildest start to what should be a vacation. I mean, I don't I didn't know how to travel, I didn't know how to move, the coronavirus situation and just with everything going on. So I've just been doing a bunch of just random things I wanna do. Like in a weird way. I ended up at a studio, like a real studio, recording a joint with a, a great friend of mine who's been a great friend of mine for a very long time. The other half of my my famous rap group, 1901, that I've never heard of, but you will. Uh, we were once a thing, and we dope. It is what it is. And we back. And so I went to a studio. That was, that was an amazing feeling. I kind of restored some of the feelings I've had back in the day that I haven't had in a while. Uh, I'm going to a, like a suite tonight with the, with the pool in the room, the jacuzzi in the room. I'm doing that for a couple nights just because I've never done it. Then I'm, then I'm going, then I kind of rent it like a mansion. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I'm doing these things. Hey, listen, sometimes you just got to go, man. You got to just do, you just got to do what you can do with what you have. That's, that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm at an ATM way too often. That That's for sure. I know that to be, and I'm tired of them saying, yo, cover your pen. Like, why is the ATM asking me to cover my pen when you're the person taking $20 from me to get my own money? You're the thief. <laughs> Who cares if I cover my pin from the person behind me or from the camera? You're taking my money for one. That's another thing. But, um, yeah, I'm doing everything. I'm out here doing everything I could think to do to try to enjoy this vacation. When you're in a dark time, you got to do what you got to do. And that's what this episode is going to be about. Dark times are not always the worst times. It's true. We think they are, but they really are not as long as you know what to look for and you gain perspective from them. But we're going to get more into that. I'm uh so yeah I'm I'm all over the place which I probably am going to be on this podcast as well and I'm I'm just I'm going to parties 
I'm I'm doing whatever I could do, man, to make this vacation work. Except I'm not going to Murder Kill River. Like that came up, and I heard, I heard there's things that happen at Murder Kill River, and I'm trying to figure out why people are surprised that bad things happen at Murder Kill River. Like, why am I going there? Why do people vacation to a river that's called Murder Kill? Like, what? Are you doing anything else that starts with murder kill? Like if somebody's like, yo, let's go to this murder kill sushi spot. Is that where you're going? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere that starts with murder kill. What is murder kill river? No, thank you. All right, let's get down to business. First of all, I did the solo podcast last week and... I got tremendous feedback for it. Thank y'all. So I, I need to give some thank yous out because uh, it was just so much great feedback. So many beautiful messages, uh, the words. So like I'm so inspired by the fact that I'm inspiring some of y'all like that's incredible. So just real quick, if I, I just wanted a couple names that stood out to me. Uh, thank you to everyone who wrote me, to everyone who reached out, to everyone who listens. I really do appreciate it. I'm humbled. If I get your name wrong, I'm just trying, like, don't do me like the substitute teacher, fam. Like, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying here, and um, and most of these I'm doing off of memory, so bear with me. But uh, thank you for the messages. Caleb, Wellborn, Jennifer, Terry, Regan, Carrie. I'm not even going to try to say your last name, but you know who you are. Thank you. Kristen, Amanda, my man Kashif, thank you. Tamara, Jay, Candace, Denise, Taisha, Tiffany. The list goes on and on and on. Aunt Karen, to my family who's listening and giving me feedback, thank you. Case Money, the support, thank you. Coast P, as always, my brother, thank you. I appreciate y'all, and I'm mad at y'all too. Some of y'all I'm mad at. Some of y'all was like, yo, Mo, it's about time. <laughs> Fam, I've been waiting for the solo podcast. Shout out to you. I'm like, why you ain't tell me? Why you ain't tell me that y'all was something y'all wanted to see me do? I would have did it. Imagine I ain't tell me, but but I'm okay. We here now. Let's have some fun. Um, quick update, because I know I gotta do it on my cousin. Nothing really new to report there. It was what it was. I spoke from my heart. It wasn't a message that I ex I expected him to receive immediately as a positive one. I know that's gonna take time, maybe even years. But eventually I know he'll look back on it and he'll realize why I felt it necessary to do what I did. He allegedly, from what I'm hearing, I, I don't I haven't heard it, but he has a podcast where he uh <laughs> He, I guess he tried to respond. Like, they was like, you hear what he said? Like, no, of course not. And was it sorry? <laughs> I, bet, I bet it wasn't that. I bet it wasn't, yo, my bad on that one. But they said, nah, he pulled the, um, he talked about it, but he didn't. Apparently, I'm bugging, and he, that's all he's going to say because it, it was Juneteenth and brothers got to stick together. <laughs> yo, people would never just say, yo, I might have I got that one wrong. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be nah. I don't want to go into it because you know right now black people gotta stick together. Like that's that's the one we go into. All right, it's 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 nothing. It's all good. Um, shout out to him, uh, and shout out to the listener who, who's like, yo, I, I kind of got to be honest with you. So your your cousin got on your podcast, talked about how he's cheated in the past, flirted with Katie right in front of his girlfriend, and then went and got with his girlfriend to dish you who put him on a podcast in the first place. I say. <laughs> We don't. Yes. <laughs> like, actually, that's exactly what happened. Oh, man, people are nasty, man. You got to watch people. You got to watch people. We're going to get into that, too. But dark times, let's start there. Listen, I'm learning a lot throughout some of the darker times of my life. And I've never been the kind of person that would cry out for help. I've always been the kind of person that would just, like, wear it. You just go through it. You just deal with it. I kind of go into the dark. I like to be by myself, and that's how I get through it. So uh, I've learned that that's not healthy. You have to, you, even, even for those of us who like to be the strong friend, you have to learn to allow yourself to be weak. You do. You do. You just have to. You have to. But every time you do it, you become stronger. It's like a, I've realized it's like a bone in a sense, because when you break your bone, it's, it's broken. But then when it heals, they say it heals and it's actually stronger than it was before you broke it. So I think us as humans, that's what we go through. The darkest times is where we discover our shine. It almost has to be dark for you to truly appreciate a shine. So I'm saying that to say if you're in a dark time right now, if you're going through something, whatever it is, I'm with you. We in this together. 
Uh, I haven't recorded for about a week or two because I really needed to just clear my head on some things. But I'm not running. Like, I'm here. I, I want, even on vacation, I wanted to sit here for at least an hour, share my thoughts with y'all, see who it can help. Like, we're going to get through this together. And I ain't even tripping. I'm telling you. So, when I'm in the dark now, I don't worry. I go through it. Is I used to... I used to allow it to affect me mentally, right? And then I used to have this battle, this mental battle of I can't allow this time to make me feel sad, which was making those times harder. I learned that you, you have to feel the sadness. You have to feel the pain. You have to embrace those emotions so that you can begin to heal and get stronger. I used to feel like being a positive person means that you can never be sad or you can never be down or you can never not be happy but that's not true being a positive person more so means you you can feel whatever you are in that moment you just know that better times are coming you just know that you're going to come out of this a better person things are going to look better i've i've learned that like every time i look back on a hard time whether even the hardest times of my life they were hard they were tough to go through but they were some of the most important times of my life like they shaped me. Most of the things that are good about me come from surviving those hard times. They don't come from surviving the good ones. Surviving the good ones is easy. You don't learn anything there. Like it's so easy to have a positive mindset when everything is going right for you. When the job is clicking, when the relationship is clicking, when the kids are good, when you're healthy, when you're full. It's easy to have the positive mindset. But you gotta, the, the, the warriors the stars, the, the successful, the whomever, however you want to paint these people. They get there from having that mindset through it all. All of it. There's times when I wake up in those dark places and I'm like, that, that positive mindset seems so difficult to actually grasp and to reach out to. It seems so far. But those are the days. Those are the days when you really got to go get it. You got to dig deep and go get it. Today is going to suck. Tomorrow is even going to suck. But I'm going to grow through them and go through them. And in the end, I'm going to look back on these days like I needed that. If you keep that mindset, it's a little easier to try to find that positive one when you're in the darkest of times. Dark times are essential to your life. Like I, I think of a perfect example, right? Um, as I'm going through this difficult time with my lady... I thought of my, uh, my first breakup, my first like real breakup. And it's, it's ironic because I only thought of it because I found this, um, this contract. And it's <laughs> y'all going to laugh at me, but this ain't funny, man. This ain't funny. I was broke for real. But I'm a, I'm just, I was like, I have to tell this because this is, this is great. So apparently at some point, <laughs> I don't even want to tell y'all this shit. I swear I don't. <laughs> At some point in my uh, old relationship, way back in the day, right, I built a contract agreement uh, for me and my ex. And apparently I was letting her borrow some money <laughs> for some reason. And I wrote up a whole contract. Now, I do remember like that I had done a lot for her in the beginning of the relationship and I was like buying her this and taking her there, doing all of the things I thought that a good man is supposed to do. And I just felt like she wasn't ever doing anything for me. And I felt like anytime she promised me something, like I never got it. Like even if I had just gave her a car and I wanted like some, some sneakers, it would be like, all right, I'm going to do it. But she would never actually do it. So I must have got fed up with that. And I created this contract that says, and this is how I know I must have Googled it. Because, like, the language on the contract is, it says, uh, witnesseth. <laughs> that in consideration of the mutual covenants and agreements to be kept and performed on a part of said parties hereto, respectively, as herein stated. Like, I don't talk like that, fam. Why did, where did I Google it? I Googled a, a real legal document and drew up a real contract. And it says um, in numero, it says, number one, said party of the first part covenants and agrees that it shall pay her. And it says her government name, 60 U.S. dollars for her iPhone. 
Now, I don't know what I was giving her $60 toward her phone for. I don't know if it was like a phone bill. I don't I don't know. But apparently I drew up an entire contract because I was giving her $60. All right. <laughs> now I'm saying this to say <laughs> that was just a moment I had to myself as I was going through what I'm going through today. And I laughed. I couldn't help but laugh. But I know at that time, like that was so that was such a traumatic situation for me. That there I am drawing up a contract for $60. That, that tells you two things. Number one, I hated being in this relationship. And number two, I was broke from being in this relationship. And I was like, look at that. Right? Like, I can look at that two different ways. I can look at that as, wow, let me stay here because I can't believe I was even in this situation or what was I going through. Or I can say, look at the growth. Like, look where I once was. So as much as I think what I'm going through today are struggles, which they are, there has been so much growth in my ability to deal with and handle the struggles because there are always going to be struggles. New levels, new devils. That's the way it go. Every level you get to, you're going to find new problems. More money, more problems. Biggie told us that a long time ago. But I'm learning that with that, you gain the knowledge and the strength that you need to deal with those struggles differently. So as much as that was one of the hardest times of my life, in reality, I'm sh- I hope she's somewhere doing well. I honestly don't know. But I'm doing okay. And it was what it was. You know, I remember the fights over things like this. 60 bucks. I had to draw up a contract to give my girlfriend $60. There's so much nastiness in that, but it's a true story. It is what it is. And it's a, it's a testament of where I was at that time, who I was with at that time. And I thought to myself, I could let that bring me to a negative place of, damn, am I here again? Or I can look at it like, no, I'm not. These are different. These are different struggles. These are grown struggles. Those struggles don't shouldn't hit the same as they did when you were where you were years before. But everything that's done in the dark comes to the light. Remember the things you do in the dark because it comes to the light. God rewards you in public for what you do in private. But sometimes you do nasty things in the dark and think that that's not going to come to the light. No, it, it may take a year. It may take years. It may be after you're gone, but it's going to come to the light. I try to move like that so that I don't do anything in the dark. That I'm afraid will come to the light. If it does, it does. We all have our skeletons. But at the end of the day, I try to do nothing that if the world found out about it, it would be like, I can't believe you, Mo. No. You got to keep away from that because everything done in the dark comes to the light. Prime example. I know it's July, but we're going to talk about August Alcina. Like, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett now have to deal with August in July. (laughs) And I don't know who to believe, y'all. Like, okay, if you're not familiar, you might want to do some 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 Googling because it's it's long and it's drawn out. But Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have been known to have uh, somewhat of a swinger-type relationship or open marriage or however you want to phrase it for quite a long time. And August is a singer who has an album that was just released. And has he's kind of been speaking about this for a while. He's even made songs about it. But for whatever reason, it's come back into the limelight right now where he claims that he had some kind of relationship with Jada Pinkett that was okayed by Will Smith. Some think it was a sexual one, some don't know, but it's the lines are blurry there. My thing is, they're saying it's not true. He's saying it is. Who do you believe? I don't know. It's a tough one. When times like this, I always think to myself, you have to ask yourself who has more reason to lie. And... That's what makes this one tough, because to me, they both have great reason to lie. August has an album that just came out. But two things can be true. This could have actually happened to him, and Jada could have put it on him. He was young. He was vulnerable. He had a lot going on in his life. He had a lot that had happened to him. And he met a beautiful woman like Jada Pinkett? Older? 
Like, yeah, I could see that happening. And now he's, he don't know what to do with himself. He's like, who will listen to me? Yo, Jada touched me. And I don't even mean physically. I mean, like, his soul. I can see that. And I can see him feeling like now is a great time to talk about it because he has an album coming out. If I had that kind of story in my back pocket, because people are like, yeah, but of course you're going to say that. He got an album coming out. Fam, if I have that kind of story in my back pocket, I promise you I'm not telling y'all about it until I know I have a comedy show release. (laughs) I promise you until I have a special coming out, I'm not telling you that I had something with Jada. That's just smart. That doesn't mean that it didn't happen. But then you look at the other side of it. Will's not going to say that he okayed it for this man to get close to his wife. He's just not going to say that publicly. I don't believe that Will is going to do that. Do I believe that he he did it? Maybe. I don't know why people think everybody's so perfect. Maybe that's his thing. I don't know. But I don't think he's going to admit it to us, nor do I think Jada is. Jada's not admitting that that happened. So... I don't know. And then I can't really understand a man like August wanting to make himself look this way if it didn't actually happen. But again, it's only July. To me, it's hard to believe August because you didn't do this in August. We're one month away. It's almost Leo season. Why would you do? You have to do it in August. No one can say you're a liar in August if your name is August. Why do you think Floyd always fought in May? That's why he's undefeated. (laughs) You can't tell us this kind of information in July, fam. Not in June either. That's why they say you have to wait for your season. August didn't wait. Now we're here. But he's making great music behind it. So I'm not mad at it. And I also got to say, I got to be honest here. I got to be honest. If August were, were a woman and he came out and said these things happened, I think we would treat him a little different. That's all I'm saying. I, think, I, don't, I don't think as many people would be saying he's a liar with an album. I just think we have to be fair. I don't think this is going to hurt Will and Jada's image in any way like, we, like a lot of people think it is. This will go away. They'll be fine. There's always been little weird things surrounding their marriage and their relationship and them as people. No one cares when Will Smith gets on top of a mountain and gives us a 15-minute inspirational speech and then jumps with no parachute and then lands on his feet. No one cares anymore. He'll just do some Hancock shit in real life and we'll forget that this all happened. They will men in black us. Will Smith has the men in black machine in real life. You don't remember shit? (laughs) So I don't think, like, who cares on their end? They're just going to say, hey, we didn't do it. And when Jada comes out and Red Table talks this, it's over for August, even if it's August. And she'll probably be smart enough to wait. Fab, Jada Pinkett is a Virgo. She understands what she's doing. It's strategy here. Tactic. She's brilliant. She's going to pull the red table talk out in August and crush August. July will start to go straight to September if she plays her cards right. And my birthday is in August. I'm not here for it. August got to chill. He's about to ruin a month. Now, you know what what side of the story I believe? The other side that everybody always talks about. (laughs) They say it's three sides to a story, right? Yours, mine, and the truth. I believe the truth. But if the truth is somewhere in the middle then August is more right than, than anything, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. August ain't just making this up out of nowhere. But either way, I just want to keep getting this good music. My verdict, uh, the verdict is in. Um, I think August might be right in July, but I think Jada Pinkett is going to ruin August and we'll be stuck with September. That's my final verdict. Happy New Year. Um, you got to watch people, man. You do. You got to watch people. I'm learning that more and more every day. Sometimes you really got to just sit back and just watch. Just watch. Let people talk. Let them show their cards. Let them show you who they are. You know what I think happens sometimes? We give people power they don't deserve. I believe that. The same way you see that people like to name things, 
things, literal things, cars, uh, clothes, whatever, whatever it is that you like to name. We give these things power, which I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I've named my car. And then I cried when I lost my car. And it, it, it felt right because that was my baby. But in reality, it was a car. <laughs> I got another one. And it's okay. It was, it was a better car. And, and that doesn't mean that the car didn't mean anything to me. But what I'm saying is I gave that car a lot of power that I may not necessarily have had to give it. At the end of the day, these things are just things. But we give the the attachment of power to these things by giving it, giving them names and remembering the moments and the mysteries and all of that. But at the end of the day, when you throw that old dad shirt away, it's just an old dad shirt. <laughs> I promise you, the shirt's not thinking about you, fam. <laughs> when, when, you, when you throw the shirt away and you cry and you think the shirt is in the trash, like, I can't believe he's doing this to me. I can't believe it. I thought it was us. I thought it was us. Three holes and you never got rid of me. Now, all of a sudden, you get this new woman. All of a sudden, I'm no longer yours. I lost thread count like no shirt is doing that. So I think we do the same thing with people unconsciously. I do. I think sometimes we think a person feels a certain way about us based off of what they've shown us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they actually feel. That's our interpretation. That's our perspective. But does that person actually feel that way? Sometimes I felt like people really thought low of me when in actuality they weren't thinking about me at all. <laughs> we do that sometimes. Oh, this person must think this of me. That person's not even thinking about you. And then on the other end of it, we think, man, this person thinks the world of me. And then they do something that you're like, wow. Wow. I guess you never really cared at all. Is, is it that they never really cared at all? Or did we just draw up expectations that were a bit too much, that they never deserved? Did we give them power? Sometimes, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's, it's, it's 100% foolproof, but sometimes I do think we give people too much power. I would treat this person this way, so how can they treat me that way? Well, that person's not you. And I'm not saying that to say that they're wrong for how, what they do to make you feel that way, or they're right. I'm just saying that that could be what it is. I have had to learn that there is value in me feeling like maybe that person was just being themselves and I put them in a position they didn't deserve to be in. And that's not really on them. That's on me. And that way, I feel like in taking that kind of responsibility, I can actually learn from it and move on to not make that mistake again. Because me just saying, hey, you, 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 even when it feels like it's you, 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 does nothing for me in removing myself from this relationship. There's no lesson there then. And I think some people get caught in that and they do that for years and become a narcissistic type of person that every time something happens to me, it's someone else's fault. It's never yours. Some people get there unconsciously and that person is hard to deal with. I know we've all dealt with that person, but they don't know. Because they just been, it's been a cycle of, no, it has to be you. 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 Nah, there's no growth there. Stop giving people power. Here's the a, here's a, here's a thing about hate. I was speaking to one of my homegirls and she, she, she put me on to this. The hate really comes from in the house. It's the people you love. It's the people you're close to. That's where the hate comes from. All of this thing, all of this that we really consider hate when we go online and people say, man, ain't even real hate. Those people are just miserable ass people. They think they hate you. They don't hate you. They hate themselves. That doesn't mean anything. But when the people you actually go to battle with, go to war with, know, have feelings for, they have feelings for you. They, when they're not clapping for you, that's hate. And that's hard to deal with. But it's a reality. It's the people who grew up in the arena with you that won't be clapping for you when it's game time. That's crazy. But it's a reality because people want to see you do good. They want to see you do great until you're doing better than them. Now it's a problem. Now it's a problem. 
So you got to watch people. And I was talking to my guy about being wrong in life. And we were joking and having a good time. And he was like, yo, I used to think you were an asshole, Mo. I said, that's fair. I've gotten that a lot for some reason. But he's like, nah, it's not that. You're just really honest. You're really blunt. And he's like, if I'm be honest with you, you're right a lot. And people hate to be wrong. So they take that as, well, he's being an asshole. But I'm like, no, he's not. He's, he's just really confident in his opinion. And damn it, he might be right. And I told him, see, that's what I don't like. Because I don't like being right. I don't care if I'm right or wrong. There's too much. People put too much into this whole being right thing. I believe. And he was like, nah, I'm telling you that's a thing. And I was like, I believe you. That is a thing. But think about it. Why do you care so much if you're right? I'd rather be wrong. If I'm always right, then to me, I'm in the wrong circle. I'm not learning anything. I have to be around different people. I love being wrong. Being wrong is not a bad thing. Failure is not a bad thing. You don't learn much. You don't grow much and you don't gain much strength from always winning, always being celebrated. You don't. Like, it's okay to be wrong. I think people got the wrong perspective on what it really means to be wrong. I can approach a situation and find, oh, I'm wrong here. That's a beautiful thing because I just learned something. Now I'm going to be real nice the next time this come up. <laughs> That's how I see it. Like, I don't, if, if we have a debate and I win, let's just say I'm right. Technically, you learned something and I'm just talking shit. So who really won? Like, that's how I see it. There's beauty in being wrong. There's beauty in failure. We hear these stories so many times over and over about how everybody who was successful, all of the greats, they failed. Michael Jordan said this a million times. I done failed over and over and over again. That's why I succeed. People still have this desire to always want to be right. I struggle with it in my youth. And I certainly struggled even more with apologizing. But as I've gotten older, I realized, nah, being wrong is kind of fly. Because <laughs> I was wrong a lot growing up talking to my grandmother and debating with my grandmother and actually thinking I knew something. And it took years for to realize I, I was an idiot for even debating. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know. That's what, that's what my grandmother is here for. But you don't get that all of the time. Sometimes that takes a, t- it takes a while to get to. And then, my, and then my homeboy was like, see, that's, that's it right there. That's what people don't understand. Because I, t- I told him, I said, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm talking to somebody who I know I can give them something, I'm going to give them something. But if I'm talking to Deepak Chopra, I'm shutting up. <laughs> I have nothing to say. And as much heat as I took when the Bird Show started, I, I understood the process, but it seemed like so many people around me didn't. Listeners. Friends, fans, family, everybody. Mo, talk more. Say something. Scream. Yell. Do. Sh- shut up. No, that's not how you win. That nobody goes into a job the first day and goes, "I'm here." Everybody, shut up. <laughs> Who does that? You're never gonna be liked. Learn something. Don't be afraid to learn. Watch, observe, absorb. Oh, this is how that works. Oh, okay. I see this now. Oh, this person behaves like this. Okay, now I'm ready. Let's rock. Like, it's okay to do that. There's a lot of quality in a little bit of quantity. Less is more. Less is more. If you, if you build a car, and it's the most beautiful car ever made, and you make a million of them, but you take that same car, and you make 20 of them, the value is going to be so different. It's only so it's the same car. It's the same exact car, but the value less is more. Typically, the person who has less to say, you care more when they speak. Typically, the person that doesn't come outside as much, you care more when they do. You could be the greatest artist on the planet. But if you put out an album with 100 songs, fam, I'm never going to hear those 100 songs. It's just not enough time. I'm going to get tired of you. Doesn't matter. But if you put out one song a year, you're going to look at you as you're the greatest artist ever. People have to learn that this quality there's more quality and less quantity. There just is. And it's okay sometimes to do more and observe less. And it's okay sometimes to do less and observe more. You got to watch people. I had, a, I had a relationship with someone one time. 
And they used to make fun of me for listening to my own music. Why wouldn't I listen to my own music? I listen to everyone else's music. So I listen to mine too. But what I didn't realize is when that person was making fun of me for listening to my own music, she could have been putting that energy into actually listening to my music herself <laughs> and supporting me. But no, she rather put energy into making fun of me for supporting myself. <laughs> like, this is the mentality of people, man. You got to watch them. You got to watch them. People who don't love themselves as much or root for themselves as much or cheer for themselves as much will make you feel bad for cheering for yourself. You're already not supporting me. You don't have to help me not support myself. <laughs> if you were supporting you, you wouldn't realize what I'd be doing so damn much. Watch people. So I had a fake Tinder account, right? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know how this happened, but somebody uh, used all my pictures, all my information and made a Tinder. I'm cool with that. I'm not mad at that. Somebody was like, oh, that's fraud. I don't care. I'm flattered. Who cares? I don't know. If you get some, if you, if you, if, if you get a girl or get married or you find a love of your life by being me and then apologizing in person when you're not me and then it still works out, hey, I'm not even mad at you, fam. <laughs> like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm cool. So... But what I, what, I, what I noticed was someone sent the Tinder account. I don't know this person. He's a listener. And she's, I guess she sent it to me. And I didn't see it. So then, so then Davi came to me and was like, hey, man, uh, apparently you have a Tinder account. From, and I'm looking. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, why did she send it to you? And then I learned that she sent it to everybody. And so I'm like, wait, but why? <laughs> like, why? If you wanted me to know, then send it to me. And why did it, what if it was real? That was my way of thinking. Like, what if that was really my Tinder account and I'm wilding in these streets? She just blew me up to everybody. <laughs> Yo, look at my hoe. Why was that necessary? Just swipe right. <laughs> but my point is, you got to watch people. What was her motive in sending it to everybody? It was trying to blow me up, which is fine because there was nothing to blow up. It was fake. But again, you got to watch people. Scottie Pippen has cornrows in 2020. I'm watching him. I'm watching him. I saw it. Who knew that Scottie Pippen's future would be him on ESPN talking about how LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan while wearing cornrows? Who knew this? You know who knew this? Future knew this. I don't know if this story is true, but I, someone told me a story about how when Future was a boy, he asked Scottie Pippen for an autograph. <laughs> Scottie was like, nah, I'm good. And then later, Future grew up and became older Future, and he slept with Scottie Pippen's wife, or he stole his wife. Um, you got to watch people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Watch what you do in the dark, because it comes to the light, and you got to watch people. And if you forget this lesson, just look at the picture of Scottie Pippen and cornrows. Watch how you treat people on the way up. You might have to see them on the way down. You know what's funny? Is sometimes I say things and people laugh and they be like, Mo, you have no filter. And I always think to myself, no, if you only knew. <laughs> I actually have much worse shit to say. <laughs> like, it gets so much worse than this. I actually want to do a podcast that says it actually gets so much worse than this in my brain. I don't, that's too long of a title, but y'all get what I'm trying to say. It, it gets so much worse. Anyway. I've also learned that people will always get mad at you for telling a story like on your podcast or on radio or on comedy shows or whatever. But I hate the fact that people always get mad that you tell the story, but they never get mad at the fact that they gave you the story to tell. That irritates me. I've always felt like that. Like I, I try my best to never make anybody look as bad as I possibly can when speaking. I just try to get my point across and actually make them look as good as possible. But Sometimes they feel it, and they should. That's the point of it. It's okay to tell someone, hey, your behaviors affected me. Your behaviors did something to my feelings, and now I'm going to express myself in the best way I know how, which for me is artistically. But that does not, a, that does not give you a pass to go, the only problem here is that you told the story. No. The problem is that you gave me the story to tell. I can't tell the story if you didn't do it. <laughs> like, you don't get to slap me, and then I go, yo. She slapped me. Yeah, but the problem is you told everybody. <laughs> no, it's not. Problem is you slapped me, stupid. <laughs> Don't slap me again. No, I'm playing, but I'm serious. But um, 
listen, stop getting mad at somebody for telling a story. If, if it's a complete lie or exaggeration or something, yeah, of course. Then talk about that part of it if you're upset about it. But don't get mad at somebody for exposing your business when you did something to them in private that they didn't like. You shouldn't have did it. All right, what else? Y'all know something I think needs to be tweaked? I think when you think of terms of relationships, sometimes, especially marriage, like let's do marriage. I was talking to some of my guys and I realized that a lot of us men, especially my generation, we have a bad viewpoint of marriage based off of how we were raised. I think this is a thing. I could be wrong here. I was thinking and I'm like, think about it. At least for me, my experience is growing up as a kid. Rap music at that time made you feel like having a woman was corny. It just did. Like, th- that's the reality of it. It was like, hoes this and hoes that. It wasn't like, get you a woman and settle down. <laughs> that just wasn't the message. Snoop told us bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. I love Snoop. And I know he wouldn't do that today because he's older and he's grown and he's more mature. But the bottom line is, at that time in my life, that's what Snoop told me. And Snoop lied to me. <laughs> Bitches are shit, Snoop. In fact, they're not even bitches. And it's like, as a kid, you don't know any better. You, I'm, I'm getting that off of the Snoop album, and I'm watching BET Late Night when my parents don't know, and, and Tip Drill comes on, and Nelly is swiping credit cards through the crack of women's asses. And I'm not hating. I'm Do what you do. I'm just saying, as a kid... That didn't make that didn't put me in the right frame of mind to understand what a woman really meant to this world. And for some men, I don't think that ever really like clicked. I think this is a real thing. Think about it. I remember growing up, I remember being a teenager. I remember being a young man and being around uncles, older dudes in general. And they they would always preach, yo. You married? Good. Whew. Don't ever get married. <laughs> Hold out for as long as you can. Right? Like, they never even told me don't go to prison. <laughs> they didn't tell me don't do drugs. They told me don't get married. <laughs> Damn. All right. Like, that was the worst thing that could happen to me. <laughs> it was getting married. And... I think that does unconsciously sit on you when you're at that those ages, those uh those formative years. That's a thing. And you 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 hear that constantly. And again, I'm not bashing the old heads. I'm just saying that that was their experiences of what marriage was. And maybe that's real life advice. Maybe you really should hold out for as long as you can as a man. Maybe you should take your time. That's all cool, but the way it was presented made you feel like getting married is the absolute worst thing that could happen to you. And it's not. It's actually one of the best. It's statistically the best thing that can happen to a man if you if you want to really get into it. So it's just funny to me how when you now it's changing a little bit. I think it's changing a little bit. It's almost become cool to have a girlfriend in music. It's a little cooler today. Than it was back then. It wasn't cool to have a girlfriend. Even the dudes who had girlfriends, it was kind of like when Will Smith was carrying his books in a pizza box. <laughs> he didn't want people to know he was studying. That's what dudes was doing with their girlfriends. <laughs> nah, I don't really love her. Nah, nah, nah. Who? Who? Sure. Nah. Like fam, that's my woman. I'm excited. That's my baby. You couldn't do that back in the day. It was corny. It was corny. That's got a tweak. That's got to change. This next generation of men got to grow up understanding that marriage, it's not about the marriage. At least that's what I would preach to my kids. It's about who you marry. (laughs) Marriage can be what it's going to be. Marriage can be wonderful or it can be awful. It's not about the marriage. It's about who you're marrying. The message should have been if you get married, make sure she the one and only and therefore you only have to get married once. Make sure she's worth it. Make sure look for this. Look for that. It should have been that. It should have been. Yeah, I don't ever get married ever. Whoa. Go to jail first. (laughs) Sell drugs and go to jail, but don't get married. That shouldn't be the message, man. I was thinking about that, and yeah, that has to change. And Snoop owes me an apology for lying to me like that. Damn, Snoop. You had me in third grade. Like, Valerie would just want me to, like, jump rope with them, and I would be like, nah, bitches ain't shit, Valerie. (laughs) 
Yo, Valerie just wanted the jump rope, Snoop. That wasn't necessary, man. She liked me. <laughs> Snoop 100% owes me a spot on the podcast and an apology. That's just how I feel. All right, I want to try something new real quick, real quick. Um, let's go through some moments of the week since the podcast is called In the Moment. This was my most reflective moment of the week. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. She's a therapist. And she was asking me why one of her friends finds it difficult to speak to her. And constantly projects negative energy upon her that has nothing to do with her. And I said, it's because you're a therapist. I said, even when you clock out, you're still a therapist. Some of us have the kind of jobs that when we clock out, we still at work. You're always at work. I think that's true for like police officers sometimes. I think that's true for actors. I think that's true for comedians, therapists, uh, and a bunch of other things I'm probably not thinking about at the moment. But some of these jobs, you don't just clock out and all of a sudden you ain't at work. And I think therapy is one of them. You're going to always kind of talk to people from the standpoint of a therapist because that's who you are. That's your base. So if you have friends that are not necessarily okay with themselves or happy with themselves, when you speak to them about real shit, you become a mirror. And you about to get the heat because they are not about to start taking accountability in that moment because you decided to want to help them grow. And then she said, but I thought women like mirrors. I said, not the ones that talk. <laughs> Ladies, I'm just playing. But seriously, no one, no one who is not comfortable enough with themselves, with their own flaws, with their insecurities, with their with whatever it is that they struggle with can always take talking to you from the standpoint of a mirror. But that led me to what I really don't think people get about owning their shit. Like you got to own your shit. Seriously, you do whatever it is. You got to own it. And, and, and it's not just for you. It's for the people around you. Now, whatever that may mean to you in this point of time in your life, Take it for what it's worth. But a lot of us have something to own. Whether it's something that's happened with our significant other, our kids, family, friends. Own your shit. For two reasons. For one, you don't grow if you don't. You simply just don't grow. If you never own anything you do, you never realize that there's some wrong in what you've done or what you're doing. You are not growing. And if you are not growing, you are not helping you or the people around you. And number two, the people around you who love you will start to blame themselves for things you do. If you don't learn to own your shit, I have learned that. Your kids will blame themselves for things you do because you can't own something. Your husband, your wife will blame themselves for things you do because you can't own something. Own your shit. It goes back to what I said earlier about being wrong. It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to be wrong. We have to shift our thinking on what it means to be wrong or fail. Not owning your shit doesn't only affect you. It affects the people around you. That's just another lesson I've learned. And I'm, every day I'm getting a little better at owning what's mine. Everyone should. Because we ain't all perfect. And if you think... It ain't never you. <laughs> you might be the issue. Because none of us are perfect. And it's you sometimes. And when you do things to hurt people and then you don't own it, on top of that, you're giving them double the stress and the pressure. And it's not fair to them if you claim to love them especially. So own your shit. People will always try to make matters of your heart appear to be crazy when it forces them to realize that they might be weird, wrong, off, or indifferent. Oh, you crazy. Oh, you are, you're all, it's always something with you. Oh, you think you know everything. Oh, you're bugging. Oh, people will find anything to make it about you as opposed to just looking within themselves and saying, does this person have something? Is this something that maybe I need to fix in order to be better so that I can go to the next level of my life? Hell with the person. Sometimes it's not about the person. It's about the message. 
separate the person that's giving you the message from the message sometimes. Because sometimes you just don't like the person. So anything they say, you're going to be like, shut up. But sometimes that message is real because they're giving it to you from a place that the people that love you might not go that far. <laughs> they don't want to hurt your feelings. But the person that don't, that, that's mad at you at this moment is going somewhere deeper than you ever thought. And it's dark and you don't want that. Nah, shut up. But maybe that message is for you. Take it for what you want. That's the most reflective moment of the week. Oh, no, there was another reflective moment of the week, too. The, uh, I was talking, same girl, in fact, told me that she had a friend and they were friends for a while and then they had sex and then she told him well now i just want to go back to being friends (laughs) and i said wait what she said yeah what's the problem i said i would have been pissed she said why what do you mean i'm insulted we've been friends all this time and now we go we go to the next level and after one shot at it you like nah (laughs) it was it was how it was it was a mistake now maybe some dudes would be like i don't care i took my shot but i'm nah fam i'm gonna need like a month to recover my pride is hurt she told me i shouldn't be upset as a guy if that happens to me what do y'all think i'm curious i'm putting a poll up if that happens to you as a guy are you do you feel some kind of way like yo maybe we shouldn't have done it and if i guess if i feel like all right, I felt it too. We should just go back to being friends. It wouldn't bother me. But then again, as a man, like that's the decision like I want to make before you tell me. Like, let's make that together. <laughs> don't, don't just come to me and go, yo, I don't really care what you feel. But this shit is going back to friendship. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I'm insulted. What you mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But that should be the chew on moment of the week. <laughs> no, um. No kind of nastiness intended there. But yes, so that's the chew on moment of the week. The most ironic moment of the week was when I uh, watched this video of this police officer who was saying that he feels like he's tired of the police getting treated unfairly and people judging them based off of just the fact that they're police and that everybody always thinks they're going to be do the wrong thing and da 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 da. And, and I, <laughs> as a black man, I just couldn't help but like, are you, are you serious? Oh, oh, man. I didn't know you was going through that, bro. <laughs> it must suck to get treated some kind of way based off of just how you look and how people think you're going to be. I ain't even going to go further than that. If you know, you know. But, I, I mean, again, I love police officers that do what police officers are supposed to do. Shout out to my dad and my cousins and my aunts. And I hate that people keep trying to draw this line. Like, you know the police officers we're talking to when we talk to them. Like, yeah, I know. Come on. But yeah, I couldn't help. But like, I'm like, I get your message, fam. But you got to find a different way to deliver that. That's not it. That's not it. You got to try again next week. Um, Lowest moment of the week. You have a you ever think of a comeback, but it'd be way too late. <laughs> Does anybody else go through this? Like it pisses me off. You ever be in a moment with somebody and they say some shit and it like it kind of just throws you off your rocker a little bit. So you're not really yourself anymore. And then you kind of just let it go because you like, nah, they, they trying to take me somewhere. And then like a day later, you wake up and out of nowhere, you like cooking spaghetti <laughs> or you making rice or something. And you get the perfect comeback and you just want to call them in that moment and be like, yo, (laughs) yo, remember yesterday? (laughs) Yo, remember six months ago when you said to me, like, it don't matter when that thought hit you. It sucks. Some of these thoughts be hitting me six years later. Like I would have tore my ex ass up if I was, (laughs) if I knew what I know now, then I would have gave her the business, boy. (laughs) She wouldn't have won one argument. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just hate when the perfect comeback comes too damn late, man. Uh, I, I'm going to get out of here because I'm still on vacation at the end of the day. Uh, but I wanted to give y'all something. I wanted to, get, I wanted to see how y'all was doing, check in with y'all, and let y'all know I appreciate the love, the messages, the everything. Listen, this, this is one thing I don't want to get twisted. I'm feeling good about life. I really am. I, I don't have, you know, I'm going through the same, I'm going through things like everybody else is going through and, and we're all going through it together. And I feel like I've grown with my fan base. So my fan base feels a little different than I think the average uh, less authentic fan base. So I really do appreciate y'all 
And I wanted to make sure I came in here and gave y'all, gave y'all something to listen to while we were on vacation. But listen, um, it's a safe space. If y'all got things y'all want, first of all, let me clarify this. It's never a safe space when somebody says it's a safe space. <laughs> I don't know why I feel that way. But the moment somebody goes, hey, it's a safe space. No, it's not. Don't. See, it was until you said that. That was not safe. Now the space is anything but safe. But the podcast is a safe space, 100%. If y'all got things y'all want me to talk about, focus on, holler at me. I'm listening now. I'm more engaged in reading the messages that uh, come from you guys more than ever. Just because now it's going to become more of a podcast where I'm talking to you than anything else. So uh, I'm loving it. Let's get into it. Before I get up out of here and get back to my, uh, it's a vacay. I don't know about the, the shin part, but it's definitely a vacay. Um... Shout out to my Uncle Ronald. If you've been following uh, me at all this week or these past couple of weeks on the show or on my IG, you know that my Uncle Ronald passed away. Uh, That was my grandmother's brother. So he was my great uncle. Uh, I don't want to make this like a a sad thing because my uncle wouldn't want that. He wasn't that kind of guy. Never was. This is just an uncle who was in my life for me throughout my childhood years. I remember. I remember. And it hits you different when you lose an adult family member or a family member in your adulthood who was genuinely there for you as a kid. Because those memories start to really become so precious now. And they were always were. But now it's different. And I remember going over to my grandmother's house as a kid and Uncle Ronald would always come by. Uncle Ronald would always stop by. What you doing? Come here, boy. Just come play with me. Whatever that meant. If that meant taking me to the park, which... I've now realized as an adult how precious those moments are. Take your kids to the park. Take your nieces and nephews to the park. It means more to them than you will ever imagine. Take them to the park. My uncle used to take me to the park, and it was just like getting out the house, man. Playing basketball, whether I was watching him play or I was playing with him or I was just playing and he was watching. Uh, Even if we just sat at the park and kicked it, you know. Uh, My uncle couldn't buy me a lot, but he, he, he certainly took me all around the Coliseums out in Queens. He took me to the stores. He, he took me to get pizza. He, he did the things that mattered, man. He did the things that mattered. And I feel like I've gotten away from that. Some of us have. As we've gotten older, it's about what can you buy somebody or what can you get somebody or something like that. Like, nah. Nah. My uncle didn't have much. He never did. But my uncle made it clear that I would grow up knowing how much he loved me. He used to chase me with his beard. <laughs> I hated his beard, y'all. This big ass beard, man. Like, why is your beard so big, fam? What do you? Why? It was huge, and he would he would scratch me with it. Like, stop scratching me, huh? And he come as just a as just hair. It's a lot of damn hair. <laughs> and uh, he used to put hot sauce on all his Chinese food. That was his thing. And I I used to always be like, yo, I want some of that. Nah, you you too young. Nah, let me get some of that. Nah, you too young. So he give me a little you know a little little bit here, a little bit there. Like, oh, this is fire. And he's like, you like it? It's not too hot? I'm like, what? You don't put the bottle on here? And then he started giving me a little bit, but he wouldn't give me the grown man. Like, you know what I mean? He wouldn't give me the grown man splashes. <laughs> he would just give me the little. I'm like, yo, Unc, I'm nine, fam. Like, I'm ready for the splashes. And I, he, he made me earn my hot sauce. <laughs> he did. Yo, nephew, I loved what you did today at the park. You get a little couple more hot sauces on your chicken. That was the world for me, y'all. I know that sounds crazy, but that was, I got extra hot sauce. I'm like, what? I'm out here. And I grew up to love hot sauce. If you know me, I put hot sauce on anything. I love hot sauce. I love my Uncle Ronald. Um, Uncle Ron was the first dude to have the whole DVD collection like you've never seen in your life. He had all that. Everything you wanted. Everything from all of the Disney joints to the R. Kelly joint. <laughs> my uncle had it. It's true. Whatever you needed, whatever DVD you needed, he would pop open that little little counter, little cabinet underneath the TV, and it would be every DVD ever created in life. And as a kid, that was like, I'm never going home. My uncle worked for Social Security in New York City, worked hard every day, every day. My uncle worked a lot harder than I'll ever work for, a lot less than I'll ever make. That's, that's, that's hard work. That's what it looked like. Real talk. He's a family man. I know his son is going to miss him. Shout out to Cousin Al. And uh, 
My uncle left a positive impact on my life. And the last time I saw him, I saw him in the subway station. And I just embraced him. And I remember he, he embraced me back. And he looked at me and he just said, he said, Bo, you're, getting, you're doing so well, man. You're getting so great. And I don't even think he, he, and he, he didn't call me Mo. He called me Bo a lot. <laughs> and I never cared. In fact, it was weird when he called me Mo. Because <laughs> it's, no, it's Bo, huh? <laughs> you know? And he looked at me with this look of, like, he was proud. Like, he, and he saw something in me at that time that was like, wow. I used to hold this kid on the couch. I used to walk this kid to the park, get him ice cream. Thank you, huh? Thank you for the walks to the park. I don't even care. Like, I got to let this shit go. Thank you for the ice cream. Ah, oh, man. Thank you for it all, baby. It, 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 it takes effort on the part of an uncle to make such an impact that you grow up as an adult and you remember what they did for you. You remember the impact they left on your life. You don't remember what people said. You don't remember what people did. But you never forget how they made you feel. It's one of my favorites. Shout out to Maya. And I'll never forget how he made me feel. That's real talk. Um... I, it just hurts me that he was going through so much and I feel like no one really knew. I certainly didn't know. And of course it makes you feel like you did more. And I'm aware of that guilt for a little while because he was there for me when I was a kid. I should have been there for him in his times. And I don't care what nobody say to me. I should have been there. But I'm going to make up for that somehow, some way with whomever I can. But who's left because that's a part of owning your shit. Own your shit so that you can grow. And Uncle Ron, I miss you, brother. I love you. And I'm going to be better. And um, all of the anger and the pain or whatever it is that I feel, the guilt from you leaving Earth and from me not being there for you in your tough times, like I'm sure a lot of family members feel right now. And even the anger on top of that that I have for people who I feel like weren't really there for me when I was grieving through not being there for you. I'm going to use all of that. I'm going to use all of it to become even more than I already plan to be. I'm going to fight more. I'm going to do more. I'm going to win more. Cause now I got your strength in me, huh? I love you. Rest in peace. Next week, bitches. Sometimes I get emotional when I can't seem to find the way I'm supposed to go. And all these so-called people that I'm supposed to know. They be the main ones. Smile up in your face. But behind your back, they hate. So I hope you know. You ain't the only reason I'm emotional. Just feel like water so that I can grow Not like I was before Trying to make a change I need something more I can't hold back these tears Let me cry They say a man ain't supposed to cry Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones, and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. SuperValue. Believe in low prices. At SuperValue, we believe in low prices. Shop thousands of our low-price, own-brand products online at supervalue.ie and get them delivered straight to your door. 
Super Value. Believe in low prices. The Sky Sale is now on. And who doesn't need a pick-me-up at this time of year? So get award-winning Sky TV and our best-ever Wi-Fi with ultra-fast broadband together from just €50 Euro a month for 12 months. Well, that's nice. That's a feel-good saving from us. So save big on the Sky Sale. Search Sky 50 today. New Sky customers only. Availability subject to location, minimum term and further terms apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. Ugh, another evening stuck in rush hour. Imagine if your commute was 30% less. You'd probably be home by now. Uh, sorry, we can't get you home quicker, but a Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar bar on this upcoming podcast should help get you there. Cadbury Dairy Milk 30% less sugar, just as irresistible.